This is American Real, where we aim to inspire, empower, and enlighten you through the stories of our guests. Here's your host, Roger Brooks. You talk about one consciousness, or I guess a collective consciousness. What does that mean? One consciousness means we are all connected to source. Uh, th these are angels, okay? And imagine this is you. Your soul is bigger than you are. You're just a little piece of your soul. As you walk and as you are in human form, you're only about 30%. The rest of you is on the other side of the veil. Because that other side of you is on the other side of the veil, they are connected directly to source. We are all connected through spirit. We're all connected through our souls. So as one consciousness, it's easy to connect to past lives. A lot of people think, oh, that's so cool that you have all these past lives. I waited for spirit to bring them to me. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Mona Lisa Coburn. You are the author of the best-selling book, Downloads from One Consciousness, A Personal Journey to Enlightenment. You've spent your whole life doing the thing you love, writing stories. As a natural born storyteller, it wasn't until later in life that you realized that the stories that came to you in your dreams were actually being channeled from your higher self and ascended masters. You were born in California and you still reside there with your husband, Charlie, of over 40 years. Mona Lisa, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. That was a beautiful intro. My pleasure. Beautiful. And first off, congratulations on your new book. I know it came out in August. It hit the bestseller list. And um, if you can, just give us a little background. Uh, I know this this book was different than the other books you wrote. Uh, it kind of came to you and you wrote it. But right. can you expand on, on how it all came to be and um, just that journey of start to finish of, of what that looked like? Um. <clears throat> Th that's not a quick answer. So I, I think in order for it to feel real, um, if if you're not, if you haven't read it yet, is part of that journey is me discovering that I was um, Jesus Christ, Yeshua's great granddaughter. And so that was a slow process. Um, we had been giving our my lineage um in paper form from family search uh uh that went back through the lines of the kings and that you know the lines of the kings the french kings the merovingian line goes to uh in france goes to the french kings which goes to uh mary magdalene and yeshua uh ben joseph so we lost it. I lost it. Okay. So I lost these, these documents and I'm, you know, my husband and I were like, we don't know where it's at. We don't know how to get another copy. The copy was like, I want to say taped together the old paper. And anyway, long story short, we lost it that weighed heavily on my heart. 
And at the same time, I'm learning about uh, the Freemasons. I watched documentaries. I saw that they they knew the fact that um, Yeshua was, was married. They even state in some of their uh, texts and in their books that Yeshua adopted um, Jesus's uh, John the Baptist son from Mary Magdalene. So Mary Magdalene was married first to John the Baptist. And while she was still pregnant, they beheaded him. And once um, John uh, was dead, Yeshua married Mary Magdalene, which had been, they, they had been very close and they had been promised to one another, but he was off doing um, learning and, and in other areas. And so he, he wasn't in, you know, his home area of, of Israel. And of course, Mary Magdalene, uh, was a woman and she had to marry. So she married, anyway, she married John the Baptist first, long story short. So anyway, so I'm finding out all these beautiful discoveries. I read, um, the book of Mary Magdalene, which it states, that uh, Levi tells uh, Peter, you know, he loved her more than us. And then in uh, in the book of Thomas, it um, it states that he, he kissed her fully on the lips. And you have to understand back in those days, there's only one way a man would do that. That's his wife. It's very clear that that was his wife. So Although I don't know, I'm his ascendant, his you know from his ancestry line at that point. I all the foundation is being laid, and then I break my leg, and I'm like I'm forced to be still, okay. Um, and so I go on uh, FamilySearch.com. I I see that the bloodline goes through Yeshua and Mary Magdalene. So I. I I think that's that's and not only do I see it goes through uh they had two children uh one was a daughter named Sarah and I know that's the line I go through uh but you could I can go through either way through either child um but what happened is that that is often erased on family search because you can go in there and people can erase certain things and then people would put it back in so they would say people will raise yeshua jesus christ did not have children this is fake this is fake you know so me being who i am i'm like i'm gonna go find out i go meditate and so um when i meditate i can ask pretty much any question i want and i will get the answer if it's for my highest good if it's for the highest good of others. So I asked, I said, uh, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, are you my great grandfather? And for the first time in my life, he came to me. So it was a golden glow. It's what I saw in my third eye. So I'm not seeing him like he's in the room. He, he, I'm meditating. So he's in my third eye and I see this beautiful golden glow. And it, it looks just like the shape the traditional shape that you know uh, Jesus Christ to be. And so that was my, yes, you are my granddaughter. And so um, that is what started this journey. Okay. Right then and right there. Um, 
it was just a series of events that uh, on my on my path discovering that um, it is indeed real. And I like to look at it from a reporter's stance. So just because, you know, because people can say, well, how do you know you didn't make that up? I'm empathic. I feel things. So if, if spirit is here with me, like right now, it's hard for me not to cry because they're here. And um, it's just so much love. And their vibration is so higher than mine. Right now, at this point, when I feel them and I know they're here, I, I get the tears. Okay, so... Um, uh, that's just their way of confirming, yes, we're here and, and we're going to lead you and all, all is good. So that that's kind of um, the point. Um, so when I, I discovered that he was my great grandfather, um, I thought, well, I'm going to sit down at the typewriter and uh, which is, you know, a, the computer. And I'm just going to say, hey, Yeshua, do you have anything to say? And so what I call my, my third ear so um, it's not like out here, but it's in here. And when I, the difference between me making it up and me knowing it's real is that I feel. Emotion. And I, I feel it from head to toe. There's love, there's unconditional love. And it just washes over me. And the other part of it is when I get a download, it's, it's not like, it's not just like words. It's, it's like blocks, blocks of thought. And I can't wait. If I'm not at the computer, I'm like, just the whole world has to stop because I got to go to the computer and I got to type it out. And this book was very, um, not only was it channeled from, from spirit, from Yeshua and Mary Magdalene and uh, different spirits, like my, my sister, who's on the other side, mm -hmm. uh, I was guided. So when I was typing it and I typed something and they said, no, I mean, this book, Download from Unconsciousness, it's a short read. You could probably open it and finish it in two or three hours, maybe four, but you have to understand it was guided to be that short. It was guided to, um, from someone who, who, if you're on your awakened path and, and you just want to see how far you can go, it can show you steps and, um, like enlightenment um and it but if you're just now brand new to it i think it's a nice little journey on that path wow and um you mentioned your sister i believe her name is tootie correct yes yes and tell us about that experience because it sounded like from what i read um it, that's where some of this all started yes yeah, so um her real name was naomi but uh, we never called her that. We always called her Tootie. And um, the whole book, if I could have just wrote about that one experience, was worth writing the book and getting it out there. That experience was definitely a game changer. Um, and you have to understand, so I, I went, raised in a very Christian home, um, and very banned. So things like meditation and uh, speaking to spirit. Well, that's something teenagers can do. I was told. I also did some like astral projecting at that time. And my mom would say, 
yes, you're a teenage girl. That happens to teenage girls. You'll grow out of it, right? And then I was going to be a at a certain point a um a nurse, and I was taking all these advanced classes in advanced psychology and anatomy. And during these courses, my teachers very slowly washed away a lot of my experiences. So like I realized a lot of my belief at first, I had a out-of-body experience, I, I almost a near-death experience when I was like 13. And I knew that the afterlife was true. I knew it was true. And my advanced psychologist teacher said, well, that's just neurons firing. That's just neurons. You just felt like you're out of your body and you were looking down and you were watching, but you weren't really. So I, they did a pretty good job on me in college. I, I will say that. From and the so, science, from the science yes, standpoint. From the science standpoint. Yeah. So e each of my classes kind of chipped away at, at my belief. So then my sister died and I was 34. And, uh, 2D was on in this plane. She was very challenged. And this is very important. She was my greatest teacher. I am a teacher. And I'm a special education teacher. And so many people think that those with disabilities, so many disabilities, autism, mental challenges, mental health challenges, that their child is broken. Their child is not broken. Tootie, when she died, they were standing room only. This is from someone who could never work in the work field. This is someone who could only offer a smile. If she had a penny in her pocket, she would give it to you knowing not knowing where her next meal was coming from her love was was unconditional i'm crying because she's here right now <laughs> and now across the veil so so anyway so across the veil she's also one of my greatest teachers and i just want to put it out there that those with these types of learning disabilities and such are fabulous teachers. They have a higher calling than most of us ever will. They're calling, you know what? You're not going to take that cestacopes to heaven. What you are going to take to heaven is a lesson that you've learned in love. And that's what they're here to teach us, how to love and how and how to soar as spiritual beings. So I I think that that's back to the question. That was just um so about six weeks after my sister died. Um, I'm gonna go back to the question that that about that experience. It was a phenomenal experience. She had died, and it was before I had learned. I'm to the point now in my spiritual evolution that if I ask a question to spirit and I meditate or go to sleep in it, I always get my answer. It's it's something that we all can develop. It's just not a Mona Lisa thing. Um, my husband says, yeah, um, uh, Mona Lisa is special because, you know, I, I have a master's in special education. So he teases that. 
Um, but everyone is special to source and everyone can do what I do. So this particular night was probably the first time I ever did this. I asked, I said, um, I wonder why my dreams have been taken from me. Now, you have to understand my dreams are very important because I remember my dreams. I'm a, what they call a lucid dreamer. So if I'm having a dream and I don't like it, I just change it. Yeah. Um, and I dream what about what I want to dream about. Okay. So um, I kind of feel like I'm in charge of my dreams, if it makes any sense to you. And so for six weeks or so, I hadn't dreamed. I, I didn't recall any of them. And so I laid myself down to sleep. I'm 34. I'm married at that time. My husband's sleeping next to me. And during that sleep, I, um, and next thing I knew, there was a brilliant light. I'm surrounded by a brilliant light. And the presence was so strong, so overwhelming from head to toe. There was, there's no way for me to describe it, but as, as God, uh, at the time, I didn't know what it was. I would tell people it's a Holy Spirit, um, source, uh, and, in front of this brilliant light in front of me that I knew was God. And, you know, people always say, when I get to heaven, you know, I'm going to ask God about, you know, why was I so chubby or, uh, you know, do dogs go to heaven? No, when you stand in front of that presence, you cut to the chase, right? And so, I asked, why were my dreams taken from me? I was I was giving to protect you. I had an instant knowing that it was to protect me from deep, dark grief of losing my sister. That could have led to depression and things I don't even want to get into at this point. Um, and so um, I remember felt like I was crying and the crying was probably the overwhelming sense of love and brokenheartedness. And I said, I only wanted to make her happy. And he said something I can probably write a book at about at one point, not your job. And the not your job meant one's job to be happy comes from connecting with your spirit it comes from connecting with your higher self. It comes from connecting with your soul. And I knew that in that moment. And when I woke up with the gasp, when that feeling left me, I woke up like I couldn't, like I was trying to get a breath of air. And my husband woke up at the same time and he saw a bolt of light shoot from me and out the wall, like into the cosmos. So that was validation that what I saw was real. And he goes, you wouldn't believe because he didn't know. He just woke up and looked and saw it. And he goes, you won't believe what I just saw. I'm like, oh, babe, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. And so, yeah, so that was a game changer. That that really was. And that's what started me down this path. So Amazing, amazing. So <clears throat> now we've talked about some of this, but, um, you know, I guess... Uh, is 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 that is that what led to your your personal journey to awakening and in your channeling and in in such 
Is this where, when it started? Um, so at that point, I had published a very small book called Poems in the Heart, in which I had written questions down and I said, and God answered, right? And the book wasn't well received. And people, of course, said, you know, you do just make up all that stuff. You know, that's your imagination. And so, um, and also, I, certain people I learned I could tell that story to. And I love sharing that story. But I remember one time trying to share it with a pastor between who, who you have to understand at that time, I'm like, you know, trying to find answers. And, and he kind of gave me a dirty look, like, be quiet. We don't talk about that stuff. So, um, my, why, why, why do you think that is like, why? Um, because I think it was so out of the norm. Like I, I got the feeling in my gut that, oh, you're crazy. That didn't really happen. And the beauty of that story is a couple, a few years later, I talked to another pastor about it. And I said, I'm going to tell you a story that that I feel compared, uh, uh, compelled because uh, the situation that was happening. And I told him about it. And he goes, Mona Lisa, I don't think you're crazy. I want you to know I had a very similar experience. And this was um, a different pastor. And he shared his experience with me. And um, it was validation that that was just that mindset. It's just a strict mindset that was out of the norm. Um, I, I think some people think if it's not within the compounds of the Christian Bible or whatever Bible book they believe in, then it, it could be negative. And um, I'm here to say the spiritual path is about unconditional love. And it's about non-judgment. And I don't think there's any higher path that anyone on this planet could ever take than, um, you know, giving non uh, judgment to another soul on the planet and, and giving people that we don't know love. And so the spiritual path I think is of the greatest, highest calling, um, I think that's what we're all here for. We're here to discover our spiritual path and to follow it. Yeah. So how, you know, in this world that we're in today um, with so much chaos, um, so much hurt, so much hate, so much, um, you know, murder, taking of lives and, um, course we just know what happened uh you know last yes. month um yes so i th so i think um there's there's two points one is that we don't know what we want we don't know the light if we don't see the darkness and it's you know we all have free will so the the free will yes if that's what you know that's where they are on their path that makes the darkness and for us who see the light and you want peace you know we could have peace on the planet today if we embrace some simple truths like it's like um let me give an example of a car accident so there's a car accident and a police officer officer takes statements from everyone who saw it 
he's not going to get two identical statements. Those are perspectives. So we see the world through our perspective. And so if it doesn't mean that the person who looks at it differently is wrong. And that's the way source sees it. Just because someone is doing something differently or not to our liking doesn't make it wrong. It's and. So the word and is like a magical word that we need to embrace. It's when you get mad at someone and you think they're wrong or, you know, someone cuts you off. You don't know. You don't know that the fact that he just cut you off just saved your life. And just remember they are who they are and it's okay. You know, um, to remember, are they right or are they wrong? It's them and us. You know, it, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about being right and wrong. Cause that's what we learn from. We're human beings, we're spiritual beings. And it, you know, it's, it's very um, important not to be exclusive. It's important to be inclusive. And, and, and that's how we will find peace on earth. It's, yeah. is, is by embracing these, these very fundamental simple concepts and i think we're getting there i think um because you know it used to be when someone started um a war the other countries would just a bunch of them would come in but it's very minimal right now you know as bad as it is as it is we're not seeing everyone jump in they're learning oh we don't want that let's talk about it there are different ways that, you know, there are peaceful ways. There are more peaceful ways. It, it doesn't mean that the dark is not going to get darker while they fight for their way, but it just means that, and it, um, spirit has laid, um, upon, you know, I'm in a very spiritual, I would say my people that I talk to, uh, the people that I harmonize with, um, and, and the books, I mean, I just read a lot of spiritual books. I like to look at things from a reporter standpoint of view. If I under, if I find something that is the truth and it speaks to me, then I'll go and see if I can't find it somewhere else. And that way that's a validation. Okay. So I'm not just saying stuff that's woo woo. Okay. So, um, one of the ways that we can make peace and light up our world is by following our passion. And we can even light up more once we give that passion away. So I light up my vibration, my energy by doing that, which makes me happy. And that's writing. But the real gift to the world is giving it away. And no matter what you love, what your passion is, there's always somebody on the other side who needs it. Wow. It doesn't matter how strange it is. So. Yeah. No, so true. Um, so back to channeling, uh, how long have you been channeling? So, and what, what does it, what does it even mean so for people that. Okay. So, so, cha so channeling, um, a lot of people do it this way verbally. So, and how they do it verbally, channeling means is that spirit um, or 
a higher entity on the other side of the veil, or you want to call it heaven, but you don't know, uh, we normally say the other side of the veil. So those are higher entities. They they could be uh, alien. Oh no, you know. So that's another part of my my book. It it kind of breaks a lot of glass ceilings. Um, so I'll go back to that in a minute. But a couple of the glass ceilings, I want to say it does break. It the main one is that Yeshua, of course, was married and he had children. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. You can you can look it up. You can just Google. There's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of us out there, okay? Uh, you follow the French line of the king. So he, he's married, he had children, ta-da, I'm here. Um, and uh, the other glass ceiling is it, aliens are real. And I, it, it kind of mystifies me how people can can not believe that they're you know that they're not real so um when we channel uh so channeling has been going on since uh i think the 60s or so and that's when you're in a meditative state and it used to be you have to be in a meditative state and the entity can uh talk through you if it's verbal channeling okay with me i uh, often um you know, and there's a lot of, lot of famous channelers. Of course, the one that's coming to my mind is Daryl Anka, who channels Bashar. Um, and then, um, but so that's when you get thoughts, blocks of thoughts normally, because like aliens or spirits, they can even not even speak English, but you get the, because it's normally blocks of thought. So it's translated, right? It's translated to to your imagery. So that's why in the book, like sometimes uh, it might be different entities in my book, but I will have like the same line because they know my thoughts. Does that make sense? Yes. And they know what pictures. And so I, I translate it. I translate it to Mona Lisa. So what channeling means to me, so it's when I get in that channeling state, I get these blocks of thought that come through me and they, as far as the writing go, it often will come out looking like poetry. Mm. So the book is kind of like, it reads kind of like poetry. That's just the natural flow of it that comes out when I'm in that channeling state, but not always. I've also channeled a, um, a fictional book. And so I would dream and then I'd wake up and I would type up my dreams. How do I know that was channeled? Because uh, it's a series of books that I'm working on. It's called uh, Dream Navigators. And now that I'm more on my spiritual path, I'm like, oh, but, you know, I wrote that in those books. I, I haven't got them. I only have one published, but I have five written. But I did that in my, now that I know these facts to be true, back then I was just, typing up my dreams mm. so yeah so that's how i channel interesting um you also talk about uh, i guess one one consciousness or i guess a collective consciousness what what you know what is that um, um what does that mean so you know um it's many books have been written on it and you can write dissertations on it but one consciousness means that 
we are all connected to source. And I want to share with you really quickly what spirit laid um, on my heart when, because I'm a teacher, you have to understand I'm a teacher. And I know that this might be just audio, but you can see it. I don't know if you can see the little paper. Um, it's it's kind of like those who are just listening, imagine paper dolls. But I did them in the form of, um, uh, th these are angels, okay? So, and imagine this is you, okay? The, the real human, your soul is bigger than you are. You're just a little piece of your soul. Your soul is as you walk and as you are in human form, you, you're only about 30%. The rest of you is on the other side of the veil, okay? And because that other side of you is on the other side of the veil, they are connected directly to source. First, they're connected to your oversoul, and the oversoul, of course, is 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 connected straight to source. But because we're linear, first I'm going to explain this as linear. It, um, we all have a past, okay, and we all have future selves and past selves, and we can go hundreds. If linear, if we're talking about time and space, if you can imagine, we're all connected. You're all connected to your future selves and your past selves. And they go on, they go on and on in both directions, okay? We're talking about hundreds of thousands of years for most of us. Most of us here on this planet are old souls and um, and we're all connected. So you can see that we're all, we are all connected through spirit. We're all connected through our souls. And the thing is that most people have a really hard time getting number one. It's all now it's all connection. If you can see that it's, it's all circular, but let me show it, show, show it to you in a, I'm so excited. I can hardly talk in a better way. <laughs> okay. This is our future selves and this is our past selves. So if this was a, a stack of us, you know, think of a thick, card deck like we're a really thick card deck if we stack ourselves together look how if i mean if we had a a string that did the linear time that string would be very very long but when you stack us up like a card deck that's all here all now you see how easy it is on the other side of the veil through our spirit through our soul for us to make the connection it's it's just that quick and it can be done that instantly um uh dobson a a monk scientist he he studied astronomy he mentioned that because uh, he loves to study the stars so you know uh, a star like beetlejuice that went out 400 years ago he, he would stay uh there is then and here is now. And that's the same concept. Um, so it's all here. It's all right now. Um, everything is happening in the now. So how do I, so as one consciousness, it's easy to connect to past lives and to future lives. I do want to peer, put, say, don't go into it willy nilly. A lot of people think, oh, that's so cool. 
that you have all these past lives. I waited for spirit to bring them to me. I waited, I waited until I was called to wake them up. And so I was, one of the things I've worked on my spiritually in this life, I've worked on my self-worth. So, you know, I'm working on my self-worth and I think I have it all handled. You know, I'm accepting the size of my nose and, and who I am and where I'm at in space. And, and I'm like, I still feel like there's something I ask myself. I still feel like there's something in my self-worth I got to work on pop. I, I get, um, this person named Jeannie pops up and I find out that I am, although, and I understand this, I am not Norma Jean Baker, but I do know that we share the same oral soul. I do know that she was born. Uh, she died three weeks before my birth. I do know that when she died, um, her self-worth wasn't where um, she wanted it to be. And that was brought over into this life. Uh, Marilyn Monroe will always be Marilyn Monroe. And I will always be Mona Lisa. But we share the same oversoul. And, um, and as... I grow spiritually and I ask certain questions, you know, spirit will answer. Um, uh, I, I ask the question, you know, um, if I open up that Pandora box, my past life, what's for my highest good? What I got, you know, spirit is so, I don't want to use the same magical, but humans don't have a lot of words for it. So I'm going to say magical. What I got was me as a 10 year old native American. And I know that was me. I know that was me in that lifetime. And that little girl who only lived to be 10 was so connected to earth. And her lesson for me really heightened my spiritual journey. So she said that I needed to learn how to be one with the rock. And it's like, really, are, are you serious? You know, I asked my greatest good and this is what I get. A little Native American girl tell me to, to be one and to be one with the rock so I can be one with the plants so I can be one with source. So God and Mother Earth and one consciousness, what it means is that we're all equal. God doesn't differentiate between an animal and a human. We do that. You know, um, I've read some philosophers who say that plants are more evolved than humans, right? Plants go out and, and, and they want the sun and they're happy sitting there being one with the sun and doing their thing. But us as humans, you know, we want the next material thing and that doesn't fulfill us while well, they're just happy being a plant. So we can even learn from the plants how to be happy being us, that we're enough, that we are enough. And 
I, I do at this point want to say that I'm dyslexic. My journey has not been easy. But I know it's all for the greater good. And there's reasons behind it. And everything kind of at, at certain points, you're able to see the rainbow. At certain points, you're able to see that everything happens for the greater good. And um, so um, one consciousness, I could write novels. I could write volumes about, you know, Native Americans, which I am part of. One consciousness is saying that you and me are the same. You're just a reflection of me. And they look at animals and the water in nature that way. That's one consciousness. One consciousness is saying that we each have spirit. We each have God within us. And so for we're the same. Yeshua wants me to say, he is my great grandfather. And he knows that I look up to him as my great grandfather. But that he and I are equal in the sense that we both are spirits we both are a piece of the master puzzle so wow yeah. no thank you for the explanations and you've broke it down in ways i've never heard and i think it'll help our our, our viewers and listeners to better understand um so um, I, I'm sorry I get emotional. No, no, it's. But that that's when I feel source. That's when I feel spirit, and that's just what happens. Absolutely. Um, now, what about? Can you talk more about universal truths? Um, you, you've mentioned that, and. Um... Uh, yeah. So universal um, truths uh, are there are very very few laws of the universe that don't just pertain to humans on planet earth they're even to the ones out there um and so part of um universal's truth is all is one one is the all and that is if you can imagine the ocean um, and, and just in your mind, just think the ocean is God, the ocean is source. And, um, if the ocean is God and source, and then you are a drop in the ocean, just a drop, does that make you less than the ocean? It doesn't. You're still a part. The ocean needs every single drop of it to be the ocean, to be complete, um, and so you can also look at it like uh, a puzzle. I, I've, I've heard that one a lot. You know, um, it's sources, everything sources, the light sources, the dark source is, is even way out in the cosmos. When you think there's nothing there, source exists. So source is all. And it, if you take one of those little pieces out of the of the puzzle then source is missing it so we are all part of source um and uh, that is what it's meant by one is all and all is the one 
Another one is all is now. Uh, there's only now. Now is all that really exists. And so this one is a difficult one for humans, I think, because we, uh, I used to be really bad about living in the past. That was how I was brought up. And every now and then my mind will, especially mentally, will start doing that. And how I have learned to stop it is meditation. Meditation is the best way, taking a nap. Um, the other thing that we can do is focus on the future. It's good to have, okay, this is the big picture. Like for me, my big picture right now is my spirit guides have asked me to teach downloads from consciousness. Okay, that's my big picture. It's good to have a big picture. They're not saying don't look at the future. That'd be kind of silly not to. But don't dwell on it. Mm -hmm. Once you've made your plan and you put it out there, you live in the now. Because that's how you connect to source. Because if you're so worried about what's going to happen, you're going to miss the now. You're going to miss the your intuition of your heart and what to say to light some light into the world or um, what's, you know, what you really are meant to do in that moment. Uh, next one um, is we're all eternal. So get over it. We're not all going to finish everything we have to do in this lifetime. Uh, yes, there's the other side. Yes, there's the veil. Um, it's really easy for me to go over there. So it's easy for me to talk about. And I, But I try to look at it. I understand a lot of people like, well, how do you know? Well, okay. So I've been over there. It's, it's fun. I've seen people over there. I, I'm not really gone yet i can only go so far um the other day i saw my beautiful sister-in-law who passed earlier this year um she's there on a horse she was there on a horse on this magnificent willow tree over her and she had this lushly grass and the colors over there on the other side you can't describe them here you just can't there, there's not enough words it's just it's all ah. so anyway so she just she was smiling from head to toe she wasn't ill she wasn't broken um, she died at 75. Uh, she looked about like 35 with her long brown hair and just the happiest glow. And she just said, I just want you to know I'm having fun. Mm. It's better over here than I could have imagined. You know, that was it. And she was gone, you know. So, um, you know, don't be in a rush. Enjoy the journey. It's about the journey. Oh, it is so much about the journey, not the destination. Um, and so the only thing for sure is constant is change. So change, you know, everything changes. You know, we love to get on our habits, don't we? But I'll tell you how you grow the most is, is when we get out of our habits. When we uh, say, oh, we're not going to do that. You know, we uh, say, I've already done that. I'm going to do something else and grow my soul. Getting uncomfortable. And, uh, the, yeah. And the last one, which I think has been talked about to we're all blue in the face, is the law of attraction, which I don't like to look at it that way. I like to look at it as a law of vibration because you can sense that law of vibration means it's a law of energy. So it says what you put out is what you get back. So if I'm putting out positive energy and good things and love, I'm going to get more of that back. It doesn't say bad things won't happen to you. You know, remember the only constant is change. 
But if you want to have a positive world, then have a positive look outlook. Uh, so uh, law of vibration is, is how I think of it in my head is to let's get that energy out there. That's positive and of the light. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, just a couple more questions here. Um, so what message do you have for those who are on their awakening journey? Uh, you mentioned everyone's at a different, you know, their own place, but what message would you have? Source really wants to say that we're at a critical point on this planet and we are all here. If we're here at this time and we're alive, that meant we asked for it. And if you're on your awakening journey, one of the most dearest things you can do for this planet is to send out love. Love is a high, high vibration. And that vibration radiates and it automatically lifts up those who aren't even seeking the light. Um, our vibration, if, if you know those who um, are broken or who need healing, uh, make sure that your prayers are in the present mode and you send, say, I'm sending out healing energy. So it's in the present and you can send them healing energy and it will be done because we're that powerful with our words. Um, and let me see if there's anything else. Love. They say it's all about the love, the unconditional love. And most importantly, it's about loving yourself unconditionally to love yourself. They say it's the hardest thing for us to do as humans. The hardest thing is to love ourselves unconditionally. And that's, that's an important thing. And if uh, we could all just work on it, that would make them really happy over there because that would raise our vibrations and we continue to raise the planets. <laughs> awesome. Uh, one, on, one other item I'd like to ask about is when you talk about source, so let's just talk about like the the average person, right? Who doesn't know anything about any of this. Okay. They're on their path or wherever they are. Um, it seems that over the thousands of years that, you know, of, of history, religions have been, you know, you know, our God is, is, you know, this God, you know, is better than your God. Right. And, right. Yeah. So I guess my point is, how would you explain to people or share the fact that no religion is necessarily wrong or right, but each religion is really talking about the same thing. So whether you're right. brought up Jewish or that's very, very true. Yeah. So at the essence, all religions have God. And where they felt is religion is man-made. Being spiritual has nothing to do with being man-made. We are all source-made. So being spiritual is a path of one soul to enlightenment. Uh, we can all, you know, even 
uh, Jesus Christ said, you will be greater than I am. So what he meant by that was that we can all from our darkened state awake so, is that we can all wake up and, and share this, this love, this unconditional love and this non-judgment with one another. And it's also very important if people would give me the opportunity, I would say if going to church and, and being that brings you joy and happiness and makes you fulfilled, God bless you. That is your path. And that is totally okay. To me in my heart, what's what a lot of a spiritual, you know, is that we know that God does not say kill. God does not say do these negative and dark things. That's not God. Um, and, and most of the Bibles and the books don't, you know, um, it's man's interpretation, you know, saying, this is what I think it says, but I also, heaven is real. Hell is not meaning. Yeah. I'm wise enough person to know that there, um, and I've done enough research and it's laid upon my heart that people like Hitler, yes, he was put on an atmospheric bath. Um, it comes from numerous sources, not just one. Um, meaning when he died, because of what he did was so dark that he went into a, uh, the best way I can describe it is, is they put his soul in this area in, um, so, so that it could heal. And it took over 50 years for his soul to heal. And, and I know I've read, uh, at some, you know, if, if tiny sparks of your soul are so negative and so bad, they, they will go like into the cause cosmic and all that remains is the love and the good and the glory. But having said that most of it stays with us because we learn from it. And when we get to the other side, there is a real thing where we get to view our lives and we view it from a non-judgment and we view it with our spirit guides and it is very real. So you think about when you die and you're there watching your life and you watch it from everyone's point of view, let's say you say, oh, you didn't mean to. And, um, my husband will testify to this every now and then I will say a harsh thing to him. I'm going to feel it from that point of view, from his point of view, not just my point of view, you know, and, um, and vice versa. So we all have a life review on the other side. So keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, but having said that, um, God is inclusive. No one is excluded. So, and I think I could answer that all day. <laughs> <laughs> Mona Lisa, you've, you've been a, a wonderful guest. Uh, you've, you've shared a lot of wonderful new information and, uh, truly appreciate it. Last question I have for you. I, I ask all my guests at the end of the day, uh, on your mission here on earth, what do you want your legacy to be? 
that I made Yeshua proud. <laughs> I was a good great granddaughter. Amazing. <laughs> He's laughing, saying, I am so proud of you. You have no idea. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's a wonderful way to end. Uh, welcome to the American Real family. Thank you so much for your time. And I cannot wait to share this episode with the world. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thanks for tuning into American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review, as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one -on -one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy, where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we could help. You can reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.